Welcome to the College Spy Podcast, a podcast for parents and students addressing all aspects of the college selection and admissions process. I'm Michelle McEnany, the founder of The College Spy, a full-service independent educational consulting firm. I assist students and families across the United States and internationally using video conferencing, email, phone, and text messaging. To learn more about The College Spy and how I may be able to guide your student through the college admissions process, please visit our website, thecollegespy.com, or follow at The College Spy on Twitter and Facebook. Hello and welcome to episode number four of the College Spy podcast. I'm Justin McEnany, here with Michelle McEnany, founder of the College Spy. Today we're going to be talking about the different types of college application deadline and the pros and cons of each one. I really wanted to talk about this topic because it's a complicated topic and having an understanding of the different deadlines that colleges employ can help a student plan their applications in such a way that they are more likely to get accepted. You wouldn't think that, that deadlines and meeting a certain deadline can make a difference in whether or not you're accepted, but it does. And some of the different deadlines interact with each other as well, so it is important to plan it all out ahead of time as early in your process as possible. Yes. So let's jump right in. There are five deadlines that a college can choose to use. Colleges don't use all five. They pick and choose from that menu. They are regular decision, rolling decision, single choice early action, also called restrictive early action, early decision, and early action. Let's start with regular decision, your regular old application. That's the one I remember from when I applied to college, January 1st, right? Get your application in by January 1st. Approximately January 1st. Every once in a while, it's January 15th. The regular decision deadline, like we said, is due around January 1st. Students will find out whether or not they were accepted by early April or the very end of March. And there are a few benefits of applying regular decision to a college. You have all of semester one of senior year to plan which colleges you want to apply to and to fill out those applications. And senior year first semester grades and the activities that you participate in go on your application and those grades and activities can help a student get accepted. Right. If you're trying to show on your application that you are making progress in the right direction with your grades, then you have a little bit more time to demonstrate that. Right, if you apply January 1st. The other thing is that if you apply January 1, your senior year teachers are going to know you well enough from that first semester to write a comprehensive letter of recommendation for you. So you'll have the choice of choosing senior year teachers or junior year teachers. Right, and as you said, you have a little bit more time so you can squeeze in a few more college visits and winnow down your list. Exactly. Uh, Let's talk about the early applications. So if you're not applying for a regular decision January 1st, you might choose to apply early decision or early action. Let's talk about early decision first. Early decision applications are due around November 1. Sometimes it's October 15th, sometimes November 15th, but we'll say November 1, they're due. And students will find out sometime in the middle of December whether or not they were admitted to an institution denied from the institution, or if their application was deferred to the regular decision round, which means that the college has not made a decision yet and they want some more information about the student and the opportunity to compare that student to their regular decision applicants. 
The important thing to know about early decision is that it's a binding commitment to one school. So you can only apply ED to one school and you are committing to go to that school if you are accepted and you will be expected to withdraw all your other applications as soon as you are accepted. So it's not that you can't apply to other schools, but you must go to the ED school if in fact you are accepted. That's right. Students should only apply early decision if they are 100% confident in their number one choice, which means that they have visited the school and they know that it's a good fit for them. I very rarely will recommend that a student apply ED to a college that they have not visited. That doesn't make any sense to me. In fact, the only time I can think I might suggest doing that in some cases is this summer. If kids can't visit the school um, because of COVID-19, then they might still want to take advantage of ED and take a chance that 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 is the right school for them. But even as I'm saying that, I'm stuttering a little bit because I'm uncomfortable with it. I think that it's really important for students to be able to identify their ED school as their number one choice. Right. Because again, you're making that commitment and you can't withdraw it. If they accept you, you have to go. So you want to have the maximum amount of information that you can possibly gather on that school and the other schools to know that you're making a good decision when you send in that application. So why would a student do this? They have to make a commitment deciding early to commit to one school and not leaving their options open. The reason they would do it is that it is easier to get accepted to a college if you apply early decision. Some colleges accept up to 50% of their freshman class through the ED round. So you are more likely to be accepted because you are competing against a smaller number of students who applied ED than who applied regular decision. And importantly, by making that commitment to the one school, you are telling that college that you want to be there. So they know that you are their student if they accept you. Right. And that's really important to colleges. They want to accept the least number of students possible in order to fill the freshman class. Colleges really like ED applicants because they can count on the student coming to campus. They want to accept students who are going to attend their college and they are guaranteed that the student will attend if that student has applied ED. And it has an impact on their selectivity numbers. If they accept a lower number of students, to yield a full freshman class, then their selectivity will be increased. They'll go up in the rankings in the U.S. News and World Report. That's always a thing that the colleges are focused on. There is one way to get out of the binding agreement that you signed when applying to an ED college. If you are accepted and you don't receive enough financial aid to make it possible for you to attend the college, you can be released from that commitment. One of the drawbacks of applying ED is that a student does not have the opportunity to compare financial aid packages. When they're accepted to their ED university, they withdraw all their other applications. So they never receive another acceptance and financial aid package to compare. So students who apply ED need to understand that. They're not going to have the opportunity to compare financial aid packages. If they get in and they can afford to attend, they're going. So it's really important for the student to understand whether the college or university is going to meet 100% of financial aid before they decide to apply ED. 
Yes, that is important, unless that student is prepared to take out additional loans to help cover the piece that they weren't able to afford. ED is a real commitment. My experience is that students who apply ED and families who apply ED, they're going to stretch if necessary in order to pay for that education. These are not the families that are choosing their college based on finances, which one is a better deal. Right. The student knows they want to go to that school if they can possibly get in. One of the other disadvantages of ED is the fact that you don't have those first semester senior year grades. So if you were relying on those to show a increasing trajectory, then maybe... Yeah, you might want to decide not to apply early decision in that case, you might still apply to that same institution, but apply under a different application deadline. So you might apply regular decision because you think you're going to have a better chance of getting accepted if they see that you've done very well in difficult courses at the beginning of senior year. There's a lot of strategy involved in making these decisions. So application deadlines gets a little more complicated in that early decision is sometimes at some colleges split up into ED1 and ED2. ED1 would be what we just described with your application being due around November 1 and you finding out whether or not you were accepted or deferred into the regular admissions pool around mid-December. ED2 applications are due approximately January 1st and you find out in mid to late March whether or not you were accepted very similar to regular decision in terms of the timeline. However, if you apply to a college ED2, it's still a binding agreement. You're still letting the college know that you intend to go there if you get accepted and you will withdraw all your other applications. So if a college has ED2 and you want your first semester grades and the activities that you're doing first semester to be part of your application, you might apply ED2 to that school instead of ED1. Here's another thing to know about ED2. In my experience, a lot of students use it as their backup ED school. So it's for students who maybe shot a little bit high in their ED1 school and didn't get accepted, and this is their second choice, and they're applying ED because they're trying to maximize their chances of getting into their second choice by having it be a binding commitment. Let's talk about early action next. Early action is similar to early decision in that the application is due around November 1 and students will find out whether they were accepted, denied, or deferred to the regular decision pool by mid-December. The way it differs from early decision is that it is not binding. So students can apply early, find out if they're accepted early, but they're not required to attend that particular school if they choose not to. They have until May 1st to decide which college they want to attend, and they may choose their early action school, and they may not. So in contrast to early decision, they're going to be able to apply to other schools and compare financial aid packages. Yes, they are, and that's very important for many families to be able to compare financial aid packages. So some benefits to applying early action is that it's slightly easier to get in. The student is still demonstrating interest to the college, not quite as much interest as early decision, because in early decision, you've demonstrated so much interest that you're willing to withdraw all your other applications. Yeah, in this case, you're sort of saying, I've done my homework, I'm ready to go, I know about you, and I'm, I'm prepared, but you're not 
making that hard commitment. But it could be slightly easier to get in. Also, some colleges reserve merit aid for students who applied early action. So if you can be prepared and get your application in early, you might end up with a slightly higher financial aid award because of that. Another benefit is that you're settled early in your senior year. You know by mid-December, oh, I can relax. I have an acceptance. I know I'm going to be going to a college. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. You can still look around. You can continue visiting other colleges. You can go back to this college another time to visit it. But that pressure of not having an acceptance in hand is taken off the table. If you get accepted. But also... If you don't get accepted, that's good feedback to have early because let's say you applied to three colleges early action and you don't get accepted to any of them. You're going to make adjustments to your list of colleges that you're applying regular decision. And just a reminder, regular decision applications are due around January 1, sometimes January 15. So the earlier you can have the most information, the better for planning. And Again, as with early decision, one of the things you don't get to do with early action is you don't have those senior year grades or senior year activities to put onto your application. So consider whether or not you want to just wait. Like early decision, some colleges choose to have early action one and two. The early action one deadline will be around November and the early action two deadline will be later, probably January 1st. Early action is interesting because sometimes I find that students who are very competitive applicants for a certain college, meaning this is a safety school for them, they're definitely gonna get in, they don't get accepted early action, which is very upsetting for the student because they say to themselves, if I didn't get in early action to that college, how am I gonna get into my number one choice? And therein is the point. Colleges want to accept students who want to attend. We talked about that earlier because it affects how they do in the rankings, specifically in U.S. News and World Report. The reason why a highly competitive applicant for a college might not get accepted early action is because the college knows that it's a safety school for that student and they're guessing that the student applied early decision elsewhere or is likely to accept an offer at a more competitive institution. So the college doesn't outright reject the student who is such a competitive applicant. Instead, they defer them to the regular admissions pool and then ask them to do something, maybe write an essay about why they really want to attend X college and prove that they really and truly are interested in that particular college. I know University of Michigan does this, Tulane does this, there are other colleges who do this. So if you apply early action to a school that's safe for you, and you don't get accepted right away, just know you most likely will get accepted to that college. You're just gonna have to wait for those regular decisions to come out. And the other thing in terms of strategy to know is that always with safety schools, demonstrate your interest, whether you're applying early action or not, demonstrate your interest. Don't just say, oh, it's my safety school. I'm not going there and I'm not that interested. So I'm not bothering to open their emails, follow them on social media. I'm not going to visit or do virtual tours. You need to be doing all of those things because demonstrating that interest to the college will let them know that you're likely to attend and they should accept you. The next college admission deadline that we're going to talk about is single choice early action or restrictive early action. And there are only six colleges and universities in the United States that use these. They are Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford, Georgetown, and Notre Dame. Single choice early action or restrictive early action is similar to early action in that your application is due November 1. 
You will find out mid-December whether you're admitted, denied, or deferred to the regular decision round. This decision is not binding, so you can apply elsewhere and compare financial aid packages. And you have until May 1st to decide where you want to attend. You don't have to, like ED, withdraw your applications. However, there are some restrictions to applying single choice early action or restrictive early action. The restrictions are different at the different colleges, so it's very important to read the fine print in the application to make sure that you don't make a mistake. Colleges that use single choice early action or restrictive early action do not allow you to apply to another college early decision, and mostly they don't allow you to apply to another college early action, but there are some exceptions. For example, Harvard will let you apply early action to public universities and foreign universities, but no other universities. University of Notre Dame will allow students to apply early action to all other universities, but they don't allow them to apply ED. Yale will allow students to apply to non-binding rolling admissions colleges, and we will explain rolling admissions in a second. Georgetown's early action program doesn't allow you to apply ED to other schools. They will allow you to apply EA to other schools. So as you can see, it's very important to read the directions. So let's go over the benefits of applying single choice early action or restrictive early action. Again, it's easier to get in because you are demonstrating interest to the college and competing against a smaller pool of applicants. You're settled earlier in your senior year. You know where you're going to college. You can compare financial aid packages to other schools that you applied regular decision. And an advantage is you're not committed like you would be with ED. Throughout senior year, you can change your mind and decide to go to one of your regular decision schools. And some of the drawbacks are that you have to start your college planning early. Just like with ED, you have to be ready at this early deadline to pick which school you want to apply to. Also, obviously, you're not going to be able to use those senior year grades and senior year activities. Maybe not a senior year teacher's recommendation as part of your application. So the final one is rolling decision. And rolling decision applications are reviewed at the time you send them in. So they don't have a hard deadline. You can apply at any time and you get notified a few weeks later whether or not you were accepted. One of the things to know about rolling decision schools is that the number of available slots becomes reduced as it gets later and later in the school year. So it can become a little more competitive to get accepted later in the school year. It is in your best interest to apply as early as possible. So when you're planning out your application process, Uh, You have to have a handle on all of this ahead of time, Mm -hmm. and there's certainly some things to think about. So we have some tips for you to consider when deciding how you want to apply, under which deadline you want to apply. For ED, early decision, if you know where you want to go and you're willing to commit to them, take it or leave it, without a financial aid package comparison to other schools, ED might be appropriate for you. For ED2, you would consider it if you are rejected from your ED1 school and you have a second choice that you are willing to commit to. If you are choosing between an early action and regular decision school, choose early action unless you feel that your quarter two grades will help your application. Early action allows you to get a decision sooner. 
and you can decide where else to apply if you are not accepted. Also, some colleges offer merit aid for early action students that's not available for regular decision students. And if you haven't had the chance to adequately research colleges by the early action or early decision deadlines, or if you want your first semester grades and first semester activities to show up on your application and be considered by the college, regular decision is probably the way to go. For rolling decision, I recommend that you send in your application as soon as you can, unless you want to show off your semester one senior year grades. And for restrictive early action schools, they don't offer ED, so restrictive early action is their version of ED. When you apply restrictive early action, you're letting the college know that they are your number one choice. You're not applying anywhere else ED. You're just allowing yourself a little more flexibility in terms of comparing financial aid packages to other places you are accepted under the regular decision application process. This is all pretty complicated, and for that reason, Michelle's prepared a few resources that you can find on the College Spy website, and we'll link to them in the show notes. One, there's a blog post that summarizes all of this, and the second thing is a chart where you can compare the five different application deadlines graphically. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Justin. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about The College Spy, please go to thecollegespy.com. For college admissions tips and up-to-date trends in admissions, follow at The College Spy on Facebook and Twitter. Tune in next week.